Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Shaka Hislop. We'll start with a late game in the Premier League that was littered with controversy between Newcastle and Arsenal. Newcastle fans wanted Kai Havertz sent off for a late challenge in the first half. In the end, it was just a yellow. Arsenal fans wanted Bruno Gamage to get sent off with the little elbow just nicking Jorginho before the break. Nothing was done about that, but the big talking point was Anthony Gordon's goal in the 64th minute. It looked like the ball maybe had gone out, but it was all about the push that we saw from Joel Linton on at Gabriel. The referees took four minutes to check it, and in the end, the goal stood. Newcastle going on to win by that solitary goal to nil. Here was Marco Arteta after the game. Yeah, we have to talk about the result because you have to talk about how the hell this goal um, stand up and it's incredible. I feel embarrassed, but I have to be the one now coming here to try to defend the club and please ask for help because it's an absolute disgrace that this goal is allowed. It's an absolute disgrace. Why? Because it's not a goal. For many reasons, it's not a goal. For more than one reason, at least, it's not a goal. And it's too much at stake here. We put so much effort. It's so difficult to compete at this level. And it's an absolute disgrace. Again, I feel embarrassed. I've been more than 20 years in this country. And this is nowhere near the level to describe this as the best league in the world. I am sorry. Playing playing devil's advocate, there were three checks and the information back from the yeah. How makes it even worse? Even, even worse. It makes it even worse. You just need to see one image, there's a fini. And you have any doubt, you look at the second one. And if this is a goal, okay, that's fine. Then. They're saying they haven't got camera angles to, to prove one way or the other. I don't care, honestly. I don't care what they say. It's the outcome. It's too late. Whatever they say, it's too late. Yes, sir? I don't want to be in the hands of people. Sorry, did you think the ball was out for the goal? It was a foul and offside? But this is really the question, guys. The question is, it's not a goal. It's simple. It's not a goal. Simple. Sorry? For which one of the three reasons do you want to Because for a goal to be allowed, there are certain things prior to that, that the ball hitting one meter from the goal that are not allowed in football. In football. In here, in China, in Japan, in Spain, in Italy, and in Portugal. They are not allowed. That's what happens. Raquel, we've seen lots of VAR mistakes and then the clubs get an apology afterwards. I mean, it's the point that apology is no use to you. Nothing. I have to stand here now and explain. And we lost three points today, guys. You know what that means? It's too hard, this league. It's too hard. It's too much at stake. It's embarrassing to get the game out of that like this. It's just, honestly, it feels I feel sick. That's how I feel. I feel sick to be part of this. Uh, Frank and Kieran, join us. And whether we like it or not, we've got to start with that decision, Craig. Well, the, I mean... The, the ball being out, it really is subjective unless they deliver the angles that are conclusive, which, to my knowledge, as we speak, they have not been able to do. Uh, we'll get to the keeper flapping again at some point because that's been a, a, a big talking point about his performances. But I... The one thing that absolutely cast iron rules this goal out for me is this, right? Is that. Before we go and argue about offsides and balls went out, Joe Linton, you cannot, and Frank LeBeouf as a defender will know, if that defender going in there and then the opponent has, attacker has two hands on your back, squaring your back and pushes you, 
and the, and, the, and the act of actually trying to play the ball, it's not like Gabriel was miles away, then how can you look at that? And they did, as I said, for four minutes. They looked at everything, but they looked at that foul. They rock and rolled that, that, that replay for ages. If that's not a foul in the box on a defender, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what is. So once again, we have an... And, and look, we can pick apart maybe some of the Arsenal performances and what they missed and what they didn't miss. Uh, but this will sort of paper over any mm -hmm. deficiencies. We know Jesus and no Odegaard. This will paper over the deficiencies because, to me, that more than anything else, that looked like a clear shove with two hands. Crystal clear. OK, uh, let's do the rounds. Frank, I, I don't want to dwell on this too much because I imagine everyone agrees. Frank, that should have been chalked off. Of course, yeah. of course, and I, I'm fed up, you know, seeing that so many times, you know, it's a clear foul from Jolinton pushing Gabriel, and I, I don't know, I mean, something has to be done because that's stupid, and it's such a big game, such big intensity, uh, because of people who don't know football, in fact, because if you don't make that decision by saying it's a foul, you know nothing about football. You don't know what it is to be pushed in the back when you're in a, in, a, in a positioning where you have to kick the ball out. And that's absolutely crazy, crazy for me. Obviously, Gabriel is pushed by Joel Linton. You don't have to think four minutes about that. You don't have to check if the ball was out, if, uh, if Gordon was offside. It's a foul. You disallowed the goal. Karen? Yeah, I mean, listen, Frank's right. It doesn't, it doesn't take long to realise that, you know, Joe Linton's literally just climbing all over his back. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a foul. It's definitely a foul. And, and it's a shame. Frank's right as well. It's a shame because it was, it was a good game. It was a really good game. It was entertaining, high intensity, um, re really good to watch. Um, so it's a shame that it was just, you know, a few poor decisions. Um, it's, it's a bit away for, for Arsenal to lose an unbeaten run at, at the start of the season, um, since the start of the season. And, and every fan and, and player and manager has a right to feel, you know, really frustrated with that. Um, and also, for me, the, the goal, the goal is, is controversial, right? But for me, I just can't believe for the life of me that Bruno managed to play 90 plus minutes of football today. <laughs> Like, I, I'm just not sure how, how he, he basically was just allowed to run around and then clothesline people like he was, you know, the, the, the monk in Mean Machine. And, and the thing is, not long before that, I was saying that, you know, the way that I like that the ref was letting a lot go because no one likes a stop-start game, especially, you know, when it's, it was so nicely poised, that game. So I enjoyed that he was letting a few things go, but there comes a point when you just, you're not playing football anymore. Um... And I just can't believe that every official just let him run around today, you know, doing what he, whatever he wanted. It was crazy to me. It was crazy. Um, you know, we're focusing on if the ball was out of play or if it was offside or if it was a foul on Gabriel. And none of that would have happened if Bruno wasn't on the pitch. Like, he, he clearly shouldn't have been. Um, and so, you know, no one wants to see that kind of play. Everyone's passionate about the game. Um, but when you just take it to a whole another level like that, it just... Um, you know, it's tough to take, tough to take. Just one last thing on the goal, Shaq. We've all sat here. Everyone unanimously says that that's a foul. And so when it was, we were just shocked. When we were watching it together and just couldn't quite believe it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I share that sentiment. I, I mean, of course, once the goal goes in, I'm, I'm kind of celebrating. And at first look, I, I think that's just one of those where the ball is kind of hung up and, and two players come tussling for it and, and Joe Linton got the better of it. But... 
Well, once you see the replays, I, I, I think it's quite, it's quite clearly a foul. And, and uh, I was as surprised as anybody understood. Unless the laws have changed, there's no <laughs> excuse for Joe Linton. Uh, for uh, Gwimmer is, you know, you're not allowed to, whether you think there's a lot of contact or not, it, it, was, it was cynical. You know, it was not accidental. Uh, so he should have gone. But you, you can also reference that by saying, well, you know, you had the, uh, the Havertz challenge. Some may argue it was a red. I think yellow was probably all right. But then not too long after that, he, he, he lost his, he yeah, lost his head. Yeah. And he had another sliding challenge that came in, completely cleaned the player out. It might have been Callum Wilson. And, and the referee let him off. So, you know, there's a little bit of swinging and roundabouts here. There's, no, there's certainly no denying uh, uh, the goal. The downside for us, you know, with the goal going in, and Newcastle, I mean, they played the part. That home crowd just sort yeah. of urged them forward. Callum Wilson was a great battle with the two centre-halves, and he took him off, and he put Anthony Gordon through there for something different. But I thought Gabriel, and particularly Saliba, for most of the game, were excellent. Absolutely superb. Declan Rice in front, uh, certainly in the first half. But they missed the guile in the final third. Right. They missed Odegaard, they missed Jesus, they just, they just missed that little ingredient in there when those guys uh, are not around. And from Newcastle's part, you know, they, they really made a game of it. I mean, it was a proper I, I, blood and guts I, game. I agreed. I, I thought it was a great game of football. And, and Saliba seemed to be right there every time the ball get, got crossed into the box. He was there just to tidy everything up. But for me, Gabriel, defensively, was, was Arsenal's highlight. I, every, Callum Wilson tried to drift onto, onto Gabriel or into, into that channel. And every time Newcastle came past the half-line, and looking for Callum Wilson, who's a different player from Alexander Isaac, he wants to play with his back to goal, up against centre-backs. There, there was nothing for Callum Wilson to, to feed off of. There was no room for him to run into. I, I, and I thought um, Gabriel was just simply, simply outstanding. That being said, you, you look at, at Newcastle's centre-backs, and, and Lascelles, who's, who's come in, uh, I think he started seven or eight games last season, has been simply outstanding again. For, for, for Newcastle United. So there was so much about this game. And again, while, yes, Arsenal were, were missing the likes of Odegaard and Gabriel Jesus, as, as I said, I think it is a much different threat without Alexander Isak. And, and the team coped. And it, was, it really made for a very, very good game of football. No and, and, and sadly, the, the, the this big discussion is, yeah. is the goal. Because it, there was so much good to pick from it. But no Botman, as you mentioned. No Tonali, no Isaac. Mm -hmm. Dan Burton had to go off at half-time. Yep. Right. So, you know, Arsenal have to look in a little bit as well. Right, I, I get it, the refereeing decision is, is a shocker. But Newcastle are not at their strongest either at the moment. And Arteta and, and, and they have built a decent squad, I'll give you that. The Murphy comes on, uh, has to go off like literally within seconds or minutes because he looks as if he dislocated his shoulder and hurt his shoulder again. So Newcastle faced adversity as well. Right, but again, we're talking about this big decision. But, I mean, again, I am not convinced that Mikel Arteta has made the right decision with this goalkeeping position. Mm. I am just not. I've said that from day one. I've said, look, I don't think the passing has improved any. I don't think the fact that he's supposed to be a better passer of the ball has made a jot of a difference mm. to this Arsenal side. But i tell you where it has made a difference. His, his decision-making with cross balls. Not just today, but almost every game that he's played in. Now, first thing Shaq said again today, you thought he was too, quite too, close too near, near, near too, post too far again. to near post. I, I, I said this uh, with the goal that he conceded against Chelsea. 
I thought he took a, a very advanced position, almost parallel to, to his near post, when there was no threat at the near post. You take that position if the striker coming in is coming in near post. He got embarrassed with, with the Mudrik uh, goal, and I thought this one, once that ball goes wide, again, he was very advanced. And the nearest player to it was Gordon, who was coming centrally, and then kind of ran, ran to the near post. So, and, and even then, when he takes his position near post, he's square on. Right. So once the ball goes over his head, he can't make any ground. He cannot make up any ground. And if you look at, at where, and, and once again, yes, it was a foul, but when you look at, at, at uh, Gabriel and, and where he is in relation to along the goal, he's probably a yard back of centre. And the ball is hitting him in his chest. And Raya is nowhere. And, and that, for me, is prime goalkeeping, or what should be prime goalkeeping position, to, to catch a cross. But for me, a poor starting position, poor body shape, that is not a complaint you should be making about a goalkeeper at this level of the game. Yeah, Kieran, if your goalkeeper just came out and sorted that ball, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to, I have to agree with Craig. Obviously, now at the moment, he's um, he's not in the best form, but it's still early. It's still early, so I don't want to, I don't want to jump on him too much. But you know, I think he's he's um, he's playing with fire a little bit, and I think he's, as Shaka says, his starting positions are a little bit worrying. Um, you know, and it, 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 that will start to filter through the the back four and the deep line midfielder. Um, and you know, if these insecurities keep cropping up, then it, it will affect the team, unfortunately. So, you know, it's probably in a, uh, uh, something that Mikel will want to address address soon. But, as early, um, but yeah, it seems to be a little bit sticky. No, it is early, Kieran, but I mean, at the end of the day, you may have, you may have noticed that team at playing blue in Manchester are, are, are they're going to put a huge run together, I would imagine. And mm. Arsenal, it's a problem because, and he said it in his interview, Arteta, he said, this, this league is difficult. It's difficult when City are playing the way they are, when Liverpool are playing the way they are, when Newcastle play like this. You can't afford somebody to, to give them time. Now, do I think Ramsdale, who lost three in midweek, I'll give you that, do I think he would have been able to paw that away? I do. I'm not saying he would have caught it, mm. but I think having a lot bigger stature and a better starting position would have been able to swat that away. Right, Rhea cannot. Right, he's not the biggest, he's not the most imposing, and he's making uh, bad decisions. Now, there are other facets of the team, but there, it's undeniable that this is not a head-scratcher and something that Mikel Arteta might have to backtrack on yeah. uh, as, as the weeks go on. But, but that to him, if he doesn't, and he keeps making mistakes, he got away with it in the Man City game at home. He did that very same thing two or three times in the Man City game. He got bailed out because Arsenal won. But how many times can he keep making mistakes while City and others keep winning? There's going to be a lot of pressure on decision-making for the Arsenal manager very soon. Let, let me also say, um, listen, I, I get it, you, you, you've feel that you lost the game unjustly and you're angry about it. But Mikel Arteta saying that there was only one team trying to win this game. I, I, I again, I, I get it, you're hurt. But I, that, that was, I thought that was a ridiculous statement to make. Given the game of football that, that we just witnessed, I thought that was an absolutely ridiculous statement to make. Uh, Frank, overall, looking at the attacking prowess of Arsenal, how concerned would you be today that they, they didn't really create anything? Well, we, uh, I think it's Craig mentioned that uh, some players were missing and that's, uh, that's a reality. And, uh, and in fact, you have also um, some players that we, we see less than at the beginning of the season. I'm thinking about Saka. 
the second half he was ab absolutely invisible and uh, and that's something <coughs> Arsenal cannot afford um, we don't have the Martinelli that we have of course all the guard wasn't there uh, and Kecha was quite absent today and we have a the, the problem Kai Havertz still you know where to uh, to put him how to deal with him that uh, that was the main issue I mean I would say that overall, the, the two defense were better than the, the, the two attacks. And that, that's a credit that you have to give to Arsenal defense, defensive uh, um, uh, position and, and Newcastle one. Uh, but yes, I was quite disappointed, especially at some point where they were before, they were playing with more pace, mm. with more creativity, with more uh, responsibilities in what they were doing. Right now, it's like, yeah, we don't take any risks. And, uh, and let's see. There is another thing. You have Jorginho. I've seen Jorginho playing for Chelsea. This kind of player who makes passes to make sure that the passes will be in the stats will be all good. 100 passes. No, I don't make any. I don't take any risk. I just play. I just play wide. I like the fact that you have somebody like Party in the middle of the park who, who take more risk, who go forward. I love. I love players who like to try to get some risk to go quicker. Uh, at front to serve the players who play at front in a, in the best way to them to give them some free time. It doesn't exist with uh, with Jorginho. That was the issue already for, for when he was playing for Chelsea, and that's still the same problem. So it goes. It doesn't go that well for Arsenal right now, especially when they play away from home. And we already we already saw that when they played against Chelsea, they were fortunate that Sanchez put them back to, into the game, mm. but they should have lost against uh, Chelsea already. He's the type of player, Jorginho, for me, at this stage of his career, that comes on 70, 75 minutes to shore a game up. Right. Keep the ball, talk to the players, use your experience, keep it simple and tidy. But I totally agree with Frank, and I know Partey's not uh, been available. Uh, I think he would take a big load off Declan Rice. I think Declan Rice is having to do too much because Jorginho is a ball player, but not a great defensive midfielder. You know, puts himself in position, but he's not that physical. I, I think Partey's a terrific player. I know he's had his problems, but I do think that would be a better balance in the midfield. But once again, for the majority of the game, I thought I thought Rice is looking like. I know he played in the team that lost, but I think he's looking like the hundred million uh, plus player that he is. I mean, he just gets forward, makes tackles. Uh, but yeah, Arsenal, they're going to have to find some form, find some consistency. Uh, and I think I might be wrong in some of the stats. I think they had one shot on target or mm -hmm. something like that. So that, that tells you. The Jesus injury problems are a problem. I said this to you the other day. I like Eddie Nketiah, he's a good player. You can't ask the young lad to carry the can for the whole sure. season. Now, the other question would be, well, could I put Kai Havertz up there? Because he has played there before for Chelsea, Leverkusen in Germany. But he's not giving anybody any confidence. So then you're saying, well, if we can't rely on Gabriel Jesus to be fit on a regular basis, do I have to go back to the board and say, we need to go and spend in January again? So there's already some, some, a lot of stuff to think about for Mikel Arteta before we're even at Christmas. So hardly an ideal uh, start to the season. You're going to owe uh, Stevie Nickel $50, aren't you, Kieran? <laughs> 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 no, not yet, not yet. I still, I'm still a believer. I'm still a believer. But I, I will say, I feel, I think Eddie and Ketty was missed, uh, was was quiet today. But I think that Erdegaard for me was was the biggest miss because he's just such the link between the, the midfield and the forwards, and he just has the ability to speed the game up when it's when it's really quiet. There was a, at like ten minutes today. There was someone played a give and go with Havertz, and it, I feel like if he would have made that pass. 
it would have completely opened up the game in the, in the early stages of the game. And he misplaced the pass. And I was thinking, you know, if that's Erdegaard, I just feel like that, that, that pass would have, would have been more accurate. And then that can change the game completely because on all of a sudden, especially someone like St. James's Park, you know, you, you open up the game once or twice in the early stages and you create a few chances and it just settles everything down. It just settles everything down. And I just think that that was the biggest miss today, um, Erdegaard for me. Uh, so let's check out how things stand in the table after that victory for Newcastle. They move up to sixth. Uh, meanwhile, Arsenal remain third. Liverpool in action against Luton tomorrow. Spurs, of course, taking on Chelsea on Monday. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Manchester United sit eighth after a 1-0 victory over Fulham. This was terrible, horrible match, <laughs> lacking in any sort of quality apart from uh, the finish that we saw from Bruno Fernandes late on. Uh, How awful a job did they do trying to clear this? Yeah. It's Fulham. just a mess. It just sums up the old blooming game. But this is good. Goalkeeper uh, Shaq? No, I don't think that. I think he's unsighted. Um, I, I give Bruno Fernandes full credit for the finish. But I, I'm, I'm with Craig. I mean, Fulham played their part in, in how poor they were defensively. And then Bruno Leno, as I say, I think he's, he's unsighted by, by Reem, who's, who's going towards Bruno Fernandes, and just about sneaks in. So you could say, right, Ten Hag let off by his captain, gives him a little bit of time to breathe. But the problem is, if you watch that game, yeah, well, it's like every other Manchester United game that we've seen you, this season. And you expected something different? But I suppose it, you could look at the scoreline <laughs> and say, oh, there's some character there. You know, there's some fight for the manager. But apart from that, apart from the goal, we didn't see anything, well, did I, we? Uh, no, and, and, and this is where they are. And, and that's, you know, you saw the, the look in Ten Hag's face. Just, just relief. It's dire at the moment. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dire at the moment. And he, you know, he just wanted to avert more questions, which I'm sure he had some anyway at the press conference, but obviously that's coming after a, a victory is much easier to sort of bat them away. But he just had to avoid some, some, some more uh, stark headlines in, in, in the newspapers, which he's done. Uh, but, but as you said, boy, 
unsurprisingly uh, horrible to watch. Yeah, it was horrible, Frank, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was thinking <laughs> what I could say, you know, before the show, and I said, uh, you know, what, what I can say, good, well, credit to... To Bruno Fernandez, mm -hmm. you know, I've been tough uh, uh, many times about him and his behavior, but his goal was good. But he has to write checks to uh, to Palinha twice. He has to write, uh, write a check to Rims to thank him. They gave him three chances to score the goal in in one action. That was unbelievable. I never seen defenders or midfielders willing to concede a goal that much than Fulham today at that specific action. But otherwise, yeah, very much. Well, I have to say good things. So I found Maguire and Evans doing the job at the back. Nothing, nothing to, uh, to criticize about. They were very, very much uh, well-organized and professional. But we saw nothing from both sides, and especially from Manchester United. I mean, that was, that was, was surprisingly low, I would say. I was expecting a reaction. They got the three points, so good for them. Um, but I'm, as, as Craig said, no surprise. Uh, Kieran, did you, did you only watch Arsenal? Did you watch this game? No, I watched it. I watched it. Um, I mean, to, if there was anything else apart from, you know, everyone's covered how poor United uh, um, have been. Uh, I, I, I still like Garnacho. I think that he's the only one in the team um, that's kind of like the breath of fresh air uh, in this United squad at the moment. The only one that doesn't doesn't seem so pedestrian and really wants to affect the game. So I think he has to stick with him. You know, um, most of the team still seem to be affected, like confidence-wise, by you know the the bad form, and um, it's, it's understandable. But listen, this is this is where they're at right now, just finding a way somehow. I'm always interested to watch the United games because I just like wonder how they're going to find an answer to, to score a goal or, or to not concede. Um, but yeah, they've ground it out today. Fair play. They've spared their blushes and another with another unconvincing performance and they'll, they'll take that all day long. What, what, what point in the season do you think is going to get to when we actually sit in this studio and go, do you know what? United were really good today. Um, I think it will take a new no, manager. Like, like that we don't, <laughs> at what point in this season? Because, you know, the paranoid United fans go, oh, they're picking... I, I think, actually, we'd like to see them, you know, playing better because... The more teams involved in, in, in the shake-up at the top, which clearly they're a million miles away from, but should be closer, the more in there, the merrier, the better a league it is. But it's hard to, comp you know, last week watching them, I, I had nothing there. Like Frank said, you've, got to think, you've actually got to think about something else to say about this Man United side. It'd be really good to see him come in and say, do you know what, that, that was the best performance. Because we have to wake up early to watch it. Huh? Like if you're waking up early to watch a game, you want it to be decent, and it wasn't. Listen, I don't, I don't do the clocks. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. It's very hard life for us here. Okay. Well, it could be worse. Getting you paid to watch that. in Los Angeles. Oh, that's very oh, true. Yeah, 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 very true indeed. I'll tell you who would be a good fit for United, may bring a, a bit of life to them, uh, would be Doku, who was brilliant today uh, for Manchester City. They thrashed Bournemouth by six goals uh, to one. Uh, We've seen flashes, haven't we, since that move in the summer. But he really was. It was superb. Why spend 60 million or thereabouts on a, on a youngster with great pace and energy and direct when you can spend near, nearly 100 million on Anthony? He, look, Bournemouth defended well at the start of the game, but it was it kind of was always coming. This guy was, as you mentioned, he was involved in everything. Uh, it almost looked. This is brilliant here. A couple of step overs, then picks out Bernardo Silva, and of course his finish is. is uh, 
as, as you would expect. But yeah, he's raw. He's still got a fair bit to learn, but, but he's, he's got the one thing that scares defenders. It's his pace, he's direct, and he's got a trick in him. Kieran, you'd have him in your pocket, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's scary right now. He's scary. That first goal, I mean, most of, most of his play today was, he's just unplayable right now. Um, he's unplayable and he's undroppable for me. Um, he is, his balance, um, his vision, I mean, even that, that pass here um, is, is phenomenal, just completely opens up the game. Um, he's, given, he's, he's given City most of their life right now. Um, what a signing. He's had an unbelievable start to his, his Man City career. And, and that's it, Frank, isn't it? It's another player who've joined City and, and got better. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, you are, when you are surrounded by already terrific players, it helps to get better and to, and to um, level up your, your performances. And the guy is simply amazing. He's on fire. Um, and I have to say, when I saw him playing a little bit in France, well, I didn't see that. But when you play and uh, you have kind of a module uh, with Manchester City, you, you, you fly with. And that's what's going on. I mean, everything is perfect. Uh, right now from him and uh, I'm so pleased to see to see that good very good catch <laughs> very good catch uh, City are good I think we've covered that now uh, meanwhile Sheffield United are not good but they did register their first victory of the Premier League season they went into their tie with Wolves with one point however controversy in this game as well a late late penalty was awarded oh. Oh, no chance. No chance. No. I had a long look at that one as well. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. But, you know, he's, he's, he's going to kick out and he stopped, right? And you might call it a little bit clumsy, but he's going to kick and he stopped and the Chevy oh, United players just fallen over. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, you can We saw that, that a couple of weeks ago. What game was that? Oh, we've seen a lot of games, Shank. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, last week. I'm starting to give him kind of cheaply like that. Um, oh. uh, O'Neill, furious, the Wolves manager, afterward, Frank, he said he sat down with the referee after the game and the referee consistently told him why it was a penalty. Yeah, so he was saying to him why he was wrong every time, you know. I mean, we, we, we see that. We four former players, we exactly agree um, with what happened. We see the player stopping the action and not kicking the foot. So they have to consider that me sometimes or most of the time they're wrong because they know nothing about football. They're, they're in the middle of the park to, to disturb the game. So either they go back to play football and to understand a little bit of what we do, otherwise they, they, they have to be kicked out because they, they disturb the game. Really? Karen? Oh, it's just cheap. It's just so cheap. Imagine, I mean, imagine, imagine being a Wolves player. You've, you've trekked up to Sheffield United. You've ground it away for 90 plus minutes and you get given a, a penalty. You can see the penalty like that. I just feel like the refs just need just a, a, just a touch of, of common sense, you know? Um, and then you get to see it on the replay as well. Um, I think there's a lot of, there's been a lot of cheap penalties being given recently in the league. Um, it's, it's, it's concerning, actually. It's concerning. I'm not really one to moan about the refs, but, um, you know, after today, especially in the, the last couple of weeks, it's a little bit, little bit sketchy at the moment. But for me, that, that's, that's only VAR. I, I think yeah. in, in real time, when you look at the referee's position on yeah. top of the box, it looks a penalty. Right. 
But once you see the replay, and again, for, for me, that once you see the replay, I, I'm, I'm not sure how you, at the very least, don't say to the referee, go and have a look at it. Our Webb's having a time of it, isn't he? The head no, of the I mean, PGMOL. want to come back over here again. I mean, he's spending almost every Saturday night now locked in a broom cupboard, crying. <laughs> just like, don't, don't want to... Just doesn't want he crying in a cupboard? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to see the mistakes <laughs> all these Why does he have brooms? Are making because, <laughs> how, many, how many times can he go on oh, network TV oh. and apologise? Where's Howard? Oh, he's back in his cupboard. Don't worry, Mikel Arteta and Gary O'Neill. We'll release the audio. Oh, That'll cheer you up. Oh I mean, God. Uh, how many times is he, is, he, uh, is he having to say to his troops, Howard Webb, come on? Yeah. How many conversations this year has he already had? Come on. Hey, we need the upward game. But uh, Shaq is right. <laughs> you know, back in the day, the referee just missed it. Sure. Ooh. VR, what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, dear. I will say thank you very much to Karen and Frank. They'll be back, though, for extra time as uh, we just remind you how things stand at the bottom of the table. That win for Sheffield United, well, they're still bottom. Burnley are terrible <laughs> as well. They lost again today. Uh, Luton Town are in action against uh, Liverpool. Those three teams that came up, you feel, could be those three teams that will be going down come the end of the season. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It was the first Clasica of the season and it went the way that many have before it. Bayern Munich convincingly beating Borussia Dortmund by four goals to nil. Ruben Meccano would open the scoring in the fourth minute. There was all about Harry Kane who got a hat-trick, back-to-back hat-tricks in fact, uh, for the English captain in the Bundesliga. And it puts Bayern now two points adrift of Bayer Leverkusen who won again today at the top of the table. What in Dortmund for us and calling the game was Stuart Robertson and Derek Ray. Here's their reaction. A statement victory from Bayern in this latest edition of Der Klassiker. Dortmund not up the races and the damage was done early on. Harry Kane, of course, front and centre, Stuart. What did you make of the overall Bayern performance? Because they came in reeling from the Pokal defeat at the hands of third-tier Saarbrücken and with the personnel situation not ideal. 
It didn't matter in the end because yeah. Bayern Munich, when they got the ball into midfield and they played around the pressure that Dortmund tried to put them under, when they counter-attacked at pace, the likes of Koman, the likes of Zane, the likes of Musiala, with Harry Kane linking up the play as well, they were totally dominant. Every time they went forward, they, they looked as though they were going to score a goal. And that started right from the very first five or six minutes. In the second half, they could have scored far more than they did. They, had, they missed opportunities when they didn't quite, they weren't quite as effective as they might have been with the final pass. I thought Bayern Munich were excellent all over the field. They made one or two sloppy mistakes at the back when they tried to play out from the back early on in the game. But apart from that, I thought they were excellent. Yeah, in the first half, it was mostly about Bayern control. Leroy Zane, who is having a remarkable season, continued that fine campaign with a pair of assists. And Dayo Pamacano, of all people, scoring the first goal, he hadn't been playing because of the injury situation. First Bundesliga goal in almost two years. It just all fell into place, didn't it? Yeah, and it, it, was, it was really bad for Dortmund because we talked about the counter-attacking of Bayern. We talked about the speed of Bayern. We talked about how they might dominate midfield. What we didn't ever say was that they might score from a set play so early on in the game. And that just, you could see it rocked the confidence of Dortmund. And from that moment on, Bayern played particularly well. But Dortmund were, were poor all over the pitch. Yeah, let me ask you about Dortmund. Where do they go from here their first defeat of the season, but are they really in the running in terms of the title picture? Well, we talked about it before the game. We were here for the first game of the season yeah. against Cologne. Yeah. And they didn't deserve to win the game. I thought they were very poor on that occasion. They looked as though they could be counter-attacked at will. Their midfield was too slow. And throughout this game, there was a gulf in the athleticism between the two teams. I know Bayern are very quick, but Dortmund looked a slow side, both mentally and physically. You know, when they had to chase things, when they were outplayed in midfield, when they were played around in midfield, there was no recovery runs. And that's a massive problem for Dortmund. I don't think they're one of the top three or four teams in the, in the Bundesliga at the moment. Although they have, this is their first defeat. I've watched them play this season. We saw them uh, against Eintracht Frankfurt last week. They were lucky to get a result there. I don't think they're a great side at the moment. Well, the story belongs to Bayern. Harry Kane now 15 goals from his first 10 Bundesliga matches and plus 31 goal difference for Bayern. That is the best goal difference ever recorded at this stage of a Bundesliga season. Very emphatic from Germany's record champions. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. More in the class to get later on in the show. Meanwhile, in La Liga, Barcelona got away with one against Real Sociedad. They were outplayed for pretty much all of the game. But in the last play, we saw Gundogan play it across to Araujo. He would score to give Barcelona the victory, beating Real Sociedad by one goal to nil. That lifts them above Atleti in La Liga table as they sit third. Uh, let's uh, say, take a look, shall we, as we welcome in Luis Garcia. His reaction as the goal is given, former ba Barcelona player. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yes. Quite <laughs> muted, Luis. Oh, he's, there you he's, are. He's clearly over last week already. Oh, we are biased. Oh, my. Totally. <laughs> Uh, Luis, there was an argument last week, obviously, that Barca maybe were a little unlucky to lose that game. They were lucky to win this game, weren't they, today? 
Yeah, definitely. First thing that I'm going to do in the next one is to keep my camera high until the last minute. That's <laughs> something that you learn very quick. Uh, yeah, we, just, we were expecting a reaction from Barcelona, and I think we didn't see anything today. But the, the resilience, the, the hard work that they put on, on today, we saw the, the stats of the game, and the, uh, that's what we were expecting, a very even game. The same, uh, same uh, possession uh, for both sides, same action, but definitely not what we saw on the game. We saw a very good uh, uh, Real Sociedad with a fantastic intensity in almost 90 minutes. I think that's the last part of the game. They look tired in the last 10 minutes. Barcelona reacted well. They brought uh, two players in the white area who kind of uh, help uh, keep a little bit tighter in the Barrio Sociedad. But yeah, it's just the result. It's just it's, it's as important as the, as the as the game. Uh, if you don't play well, at least you get a result that can uh, reinforce the message of Xavi. I'm sure that Xavi is not happy with the, the, the way that the, the team play, but sometimes you need that. Maybe a little bit of luck, maybe a little, uh, one option during the game to get that goal who give you uh, a little bit of confidence for the next game because definitely on the pitch, Barcelona needs to improve so many, so many things. It's starting from the, from the way they, they build from the back. So many problems today, a lot of effort to try to bring, a lot of uh, missed balls, and that's the way that uh, Real Sociedad bring it today. Fantastic game from Imanol that today doesn't get anything but the way that they've been playing. Uh, at the end, we are going to see them fighting for those top positions. So, fantastic three points for Barcelona, but a lot of things to, to improve. Well, he, he, took, he took off quite early, Lewandowski, yes. Felix, Jean yep. Felix and Cancelo. Three big players. Now, Lewandowski might have been partly through the, the, the fitness problems that he's been having, but he didn't get a kick in the game. Even when the ball came up to him, he couldn't hold it up. And, and Real Sociedad did a great job all over the field, from the back four to the midfield, winning second balls, pressing, passing well. You know, just completely outplayed Barcelona. But as, Ma as Maka said in the commentary, quite a lot. You know, there's the big problem. All that good football, you're not killing teams off. Yeah. I mean, Elazabal is a good player. He's an experienced player. I think he's got six goals in the league this year, but he's not a prolific goal scorer. And they missed that. They missed that. And they paid the ultimate price for it. They had fair warning just before the goal from the Gavi chance, mm -hmm. which he should have scored. Uh, and then, obviously, Gundogan, brilliant ball. Probably the best thing he did in the game because he, he's another one that had a poor game, but a brilliant ball and a row of time he's run. And, and, and that's the difference. And, and as you said, maybe, maybe Xavi will feel some vindication because last week went against them. But I think last week went against them because they lost their shape a little bit. Right. Bellingham scored a great goal, then they lost their shape. They got a little bit ragged and they paid the ultimate price. They were just outplayed here today. But it, it's fortunate for them that Real Sociedad in the final third were nowhere near as good as their build-up play. But as, as much as, as well... Uh, Sociedad may be missing uh, the Alexander Isaac, who left over 12 months ago and haven't really replaced. Uh, as Craig says, and uh, Luis says, Real Sociedad by far the better of the two teams. Mm. And, and a couple of weeks ago, I remember we, we had a question on here talking about Testegen and um, whether how good he's, he's been. And, and while I, I think without question he's been, as compared to 90% of the goalkeepers at this level, he's been good compared to what we've seen of him over the last few years. I don't think he's been anywhere near what we've come to expect. But this was as big a performance from Testegen as, as we've seen for, for quite some time. I, I thought he was simply outstanding. He was the difference between uh, a Sociedad, even without that finisher, being comfortable winners in, in, in this one, and a Barca team who you're looking for a response given, given the defeat of last week. While you get the result, I, I don't think you get the performance that many were expecting. Yeah, what's the biggest concern 
from a Barcelona perspective of what they saw today, Luis? I think the lack of creativity up front. They look very predictable. They look very plain. We didn't see uh, play uh, games on the on the last 30. If you try to think about the highlights, they were a little bit uh, rushy. Uh, when and a lot of problems on, on the build-up with Araujo, with uh, Kunde. They they don't they don't want to break the line just with the ball. They just are afraid to try, try to see, make a step forward. They know that when Busquets was there. Everything was easier. Give the ball to him, or if I decide to make the, the run forward, he's going to take my place. At the moment, there is no one player who kind of help this team to, to, to take the ball and bring the ball to the strike. And today, we saw anything of that. And that's a big concern because this Barcelona and the way the child wants to play is about possession. It's about creativity. And we haven't seen anything of it uh, tonight. So at the end, if you don't create, you're, gonna bring, you're not going to bring the ball to the players up front. You're not going to score goals. Last week against the Real Madrid, Xavi mentioned, if we don't have the end product, we are going to struggle. Today, it was once again. Today, they were lucky because the other team didn't have end product either. Uh, Luis will say thank you very much. So Barca, for the moment, closing the gap on Real Madrid and Girona, of course, who sits off of the table. Real Madrid have the chance to go level on points with the league leaders tomorrow at the Santiago Bernabeu. They take on Raver Cano. That game will be live on ESPN+. Plus. And after the game, Gemma caught up with Xavi. With um, Xavi Hernandez, sometimes football is difficult to explain. How can you explain that such a tough uh, game for your team that you struggle so much, especially in the first half, you end up having the three points in a way like this? I think it's easy to explain. Uh, last week we deserved to win. Today maybe we don't deserve to win. And today win, and last week we lost. We lost. So I think it's, it's football. It's incredible. In one week, maybe when we deserve uh, much more, last week we lost. And today we won. Maybe Real Sociedad uh, could uh, have won today. But it's football. It's football. We suffer, we defend really well. Um, they put more intensity in the first half. I think we equalized in the second half. And um, okay, this is football. Of course, we need to improve, but. It, are uh, three points very, very, very important today. There was a lot of expectation to see the, the, the picture of, of this team after the classical defeat, what Gundogan said. Um, are you kind of mad of the first 20 minutes of, of, of your team that they were unable to, to, to yeah, rebel? Yeah, I think uh, maybe it's a, a hangover after a classical. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yes, because it was difficult to, uh, to explain the players uh, how we lost the last week. And maybe we were in, in shock the first 20-25 minutes. We suffer, they create, I think, two, two clear chances to score. But at the end we suffer, we suffer. Uh, we defend well, uh, we put more intensity in the second half. And, and the last goal, it's amazing for the, for the team. You struggle a lot with the injuries uh, against teams that they close themselves very much. Do, do you see the, the light that like, this team can, can be able to do one step and, and to st uh, go back to playing well and winning? Today is an unbelievable step forward because uh, we, we didn't play well and we, we won. So it's unbelievable for us against uh, one team that uh, they didn't lose in the last 17 games here at home, so it's it's very important win for us. So I think it means a lot today this this win. Just a quick uh, last one: Are you worried about Lewandowski, or you think he he gonna be back no, to, to he's, scoring? No, he's okay. He's uh, he recovered after the the injury. It's normal. It's normal. 
Uh, we, we need to manage the players that they, they are coming back after, after injuries. So Pedri, Rafinha, Robert, uh, Kunde, but uh, I think uh, they, are, they are well. Uh, Gemma joins us uh, from San Sebastian. Now, Gemma, what were the fans, the players of Real Sociedad like at the end of that? They must have just been shell-shocked. Yeah, uh, they, they couldn't believe it. Uh, they they felt very sad. I wouldn't even say outraged, probably later, but they couldn't believe it. What The, the chances they missed, uh, how well they played. Uh, something similar happened to them uh, the uh, previous weekend in Rayo Vallecano. They ended up with a draw. Uh, and that uh, uh, frustration feeling that you deserve more, but uh, when you miss chances against a team like Barcelona, that they didn't do much, but they have a good quality in the final third, it was a defender today, the hero. Uh, they, they felt very sad, but they have a game here against Benfica on Wednesday. Champions League, they are a Champions League uh, team. They, they deserve to be. They showed why. And, and that's the feeling that Imanola Guacil, he was really upset today. One of the days of, uh, I've seen him more mad, the coach. Uh, they felt very frustrated. Jim, uh, before we get, let you go, I just want a word on Girona. What a story this is turning out to be. It's uh, an amazing story. They they will sleep today, uh, leaders. Let's see what Real Madrid uh, did. And it's a huge surprise because we are not even talking about a city, a team that has a lot of history uh, or, or tradition of football. Girona, it's a city where basketball was the main sport. Uh, in, in Catalonia, there are other teams, but they, they managed to, to build a really good team, a really good base. Of course, the money of uh, Citigroup, the Man City owners helped them a lot, but they built a team that it's one of the most attractive teams to watch in, in Europe uh, right now and Mitchell is doing an amazing job you know what kind of team it's going to be Girona in, in each game and I, they just need one a little step for example when Real Madrid went to Montilivi at some point it was uh, not enough but I think they are doing an amazing campaign if you ask me are they going to be the next Leicester I think it's too soon to say uh, La Liga is a little bit more difficult that's why only three teams won this competition for 20 years but you never know and we like this kind of underdog surprise uh, are you gonna be all right getting back Gemma you had an eight hour delay today to get there yeah, it was amazing. I was in Madrid, Pamplona, eh, San Sebastián, Barcelona in, in, in a day. So tomorrow we have a direct flight. Hopefully the wind and the storm going to help us and we can go back easily, more easily at least. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. Uh, Kieran and Frank uh, join us for Extra Time, which is next. Hello, welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Frank and Kieran back. I thought you were going to sort out your background, Kieran, make it a little more interesting. Yeah, no, I'm just going to leave the man, man of the match up there for now, Dan. Well, all I can just see so is a rubbish Florida thing and some family photos. <laughs> what man of the match thing? We can't see it. That Florida thingy is a man of the match thingy. What? Yeah, that. Is that what you said before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, went into Miami. When they were rubbish. Looks like one, one of kids <laughs> made it. Looks like somebody's kid made that. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, well done. Arts yeah. and crafts. Hey, that's beautiful. All right, lots. God, we've got a lot of questions here. Yeah, we'll tear the paper in half. <laughs> is, is, Premier League setting, shack, is Premier League setting the benchmark in the world of football for how not to use VAR, Kieran? At the moment, you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say yes because the thing is, I'm not. I wasn't even totally against VAR, but at the moment, it's just it's becoming a bit of a pain. It's becoming a bit of a pain. Um, 
it just needs more. I, I, I don't want to get rid of it, though. I don't want to get rid of it, I'll be honest. Um, but at the moment, yes, I agree. It's definitely um, it's definitely the worst, probably, in the, in the world right now. Wow. You can't get rid of it now. Like, we have Carabao Cup midweek, and there's no VAR, and it just is... I thought it works fine. I thought Shut it worked great today. Yeah, yeah, great today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was great today. There was no VAR in the Carabao Cup, as you said, and it was littered with... Yeah, just real, just... That was great, that was great too. Was awesome. that, was, that was even better. <laughs> Is Arteta trying to deflect us all from the fact that Arsenal only had one shot on target, Craig, but blaming it all on the refs? I think Newcastle only had one shot as well, you know? Well, yeah, but this, we're talking about Arsenal. Why would I, you don't, I, don't, I just thought I'd yeah, bring I, I, everything I, I, back I, to I Newcastle. I just think it was such a poor decision that it's just first and foremost in his mind, you know? It's like, I think when he assesses the game properly, you know, the... They didn't play badly, but they certainly did not carve Newcastle open time and time again. But it was it was such a big call. That's that's the bottom line here. It's the first port of call. I bet when he sat down in a press conference, the only thing they asked him about yeah. was that decision. I, I, even even so, and, and again, these stats would probably suggest otherwise. I thought it was a great game of football. Even with the, with you talk about one shot each or whatever it is, I, I thought it was a really good game of football. I'm a Thanks, Shane. I'm a connoisseur. No, thank, thank you I'm very much. For that. I'm surprised you were able to see it because at one point I looked around and you'd actually jumped in the bowl of soup that you had. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were inside the soup, eating, <laughs> it, eating it from in there. Uh, how's the soup now? Oh, it's all right. It's uh, holding up. Kieran, why is Arsenal attack not as fluid like last season? Has the absence of Shaka caused this? What? Me? I think the I think the absence of of Shaka has actually um, I think he was he, he probably had his best season last season. Let's be honest, um, you know after a long spell at the club, and I think he was probably I don't think he was underrated last season. I just think that he was appreciated more for what he was doing, you know, and he calmed down his um, his antics with you know his, his his fouls and stuff, and so he just cleaned up a lot of his game. Um, and I felt that he was a really good link um, and he just gave that balance, especially when Zinchenko came in last season and started to you know, play inverted. It gave Xhaka uh, a bit of a different role. So I do think, I do think it is um, having a bigger, a bigger effect on the team than most people think. But today, it was the Erdegaard missing today was, was, the, was the key was the key for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it's um, it's a problem. I, I think that Arteta did want um, Havertz to, 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 to fill that role. Hasn't worked out uh, probably as well as he thought so far. Um, but again, it's still early in the season and uh, early enough in the season. And I think it's going to be something that he's going to look at. Did the Klaska Shaka tell us more about Bayern or Dortmund? Uh, Dortmund? I, I thought Dortmund were desperately poor today, and, and um, I, on, on a number of levels, you, you concede a goal early on, and then all of a sudden you, you, your wing backs um, have, have to push on, and, and Wolf up, up against Leroy Sané was as one-sided as, as you could hope to see in a, in a football game, and they just got they just got exposed. So Bayern needed a response, given given their, their exit in the cup in midweek. And while this was a big game, goodness me, it was only one team that showed up. But as a guy from Peaky Blinders said, that was oh. in the commentary for us, Robbo, right? They were just, did you see him dressed? I hope he's taking that jacket. He's looking old. Do you think Robbo looked old today? I didn't, I didn't see, I couldn't see any more than his scarf. 
Who does have somebody squash his face today? Because he was next to Derek. I said that. was coming out with all those pronunciations. Just look rough. I sent him a message saying you look rough today. Yeah. I hope he's kept that receipt though, that jacket scarf and the hat, the hat topped it off. Yeah, right? I know. It's it was like, right, he's like, don't ask me any questions. I know, it's not the best look. But he said, it? he said the athleticism between the two sides was the pace and athleticism was just there for everyone to see that Bayern had all the pace and the power. And if you saw Hummels running back for the uh, hmm. Harry Kane's first goal, oh my God, I can hardly move. I reckon I could beat Hummels in a race, you know. Do you think so, Shank? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, I've seen you move. With your, with your tummy. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we're going to get Robbo's uh, look for everyone. How are you, Frank? You all right? <laughs> Norwegian reaching fish. I'm good, I'm good. I loved, I love Robbo's scarf. You know, it's kind of Paul Smith's scarf, you know, very classy. Yeah. For the rest, I'm not sure. No, yeah, he, he looked rough. You can say it, it's all right. Do we have to hang around for this photo? We can get on with it. Yeah, Who sent that question in? Yad's fishy. Uh, what's that? Who sent the question in? Norwegian racing fish. Look at the, look at the, look at the uh, at. Oh, there the we go. Yeah. Oh, look at what? him, he looks awful. <laughs> Which one? Derek <laughs> <laughs> uh, only buys his clothes in Germany. <laughs> that's, that's what that's from. It's all grumpy, Rumble. Okay, uh, Frank. Today is National Candy Day. What's your favourite candy? Ooh. Oh. Oh well. Oh. I'm not. I'm. I'm not too much into candy, so. Okay, there you are. Creme brulee without the um, brulee. That's what you like, Frank. I know you. Well, no, that's a dessert. Candy. That's not eh? a candy. Yes, that's but it, when you won the World Cup, you can that's call it candy, oh, you yeah, see. Yeah, with the World Cup, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is oh, okay. dairy milk yeah. candy. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah, dairy milk. Let, let, dairy milk. Let's go dairy for milk. A, yeah. a dessert. Yeah, there you are. Dairy milk. Yeah, chocolate. Uh, dairy milk from England. Jolly, what do you call them? Jolly Ranchers. Oh, they're awful, Craig. That's awful. the worst candy. No, no. That's the candy you go get at Chuck E. Cheese when you've got two tickets left. The red, the, 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 the wine and red ones. Spoken like a man of experience. Oh, yes. Uh, which ones? The wine, the winey colored. The winey colored? Yeah, the winey colored. Red wine. You're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a candy, Greg. Happy nose. How you dress it up. Yeah, no, you, can't just, you can't just eat any candy and chase it with red wine. And, oh, <laughs> this candy's about? good. I don't eat the, the Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I won't eat like, the green ones and the blue ones and all those. You're talking about jelly beans? <laughs> jolly Ranchers. I've got the name wrong. Right. You, you mean got a look? You pick out your candy and your Jolly Ranchers? I don't pick it out. <laughs> People buy it in my house and it's, I don't want to eat it, but at right. night when you've got the munchies, you open the cupboard. Right, okay. <laughs> All that wine. No, oh, dead dairy milk. Uh, uh, Kieran, your favourite candy? Sorry, I'm just Googling Jolly Ranchers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I hope I've got the name Yeah, right. they're not nice. I can't, Jolly. I don't know what they are, Jolly. They're getting paid. I don't know what yeah, Jolly right. Ranchers are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's not the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like I a hard like candy. I like gums and them nose. Like I, don't, I like a soft, like a, like a wine. It's one of the, it's one of the most popular, popular sellers. <laughs> he wants some freebies. He wants some candy freebies. Yeah. Uh, he's showing <laughs> the, the commercial and everything. Oh, there we go. Uh, Karen, <laughs> we're not giving them the best commercial because uh, I candy, said they're horrible. Candy, candy, <laughs> candy. Let go. Um, even Maltesers. Oh, nice. Maltesers. Yeah. Maltesers, Maltesers. Yeah, Maltesers yeah. are good. Definitely. Yeah. Ah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Derry Mick from England. Okay. Derry Mick again in the US is different. Okay, all right. I'm, I, again, I'm a connoisseur of these things. Uh, of the chocolate world. Hey, that's good. Right. Uh, <laughs> Shaka, start bench drop these methods you choose teams for your power rankings. A dartboard, names out of a hat, or a roulette wheel? I'm not going to use a roulette wheel. I'll have to... Did you have Nice at number one this week or something ridiculous? No, six. Right, okay. What's wrong with that? Nothing. All How right. much you know about Nice? It's very nice. <laughs> I've been waiting all week for that one. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to... I like the dartboard yeah? method. Are you any good at darts? Because you've got good reach. Well, you think I just put it in the, in the board? Well, no, you've got a longer reach than me. I've got a, a larger distance to cover. You ha I bet you have to throw... When you play darts, you have to throw it like a javelin, don't you? <laughs> you have to never <laughs> run up. Out <laughs> 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 the way, I think it's the niece joke. It's got the niece joke. You just got the niche job. That's it. Uh, so, quash that rumor. Uh, right, there we go. Quash the, quash oh, the rumor. No, no, but I am at a disadvantage because of my. <laughs> what? <laughs> size? Lack, lack, lack of athleticism. Uh, for Shaq, it must be easy, though. Know? You know what? If you put, if you put like, hit the, the, the treble 20s, how do you get it out of the dartboard? <laughs> I get it. There's a little step. <laughs> a little special step. <laughs> somebody have to lift you up? <laughs> <laughs> There's a man there specifically. And double tops. You got to just, just say, <laughs> 57, just the mic down, then lifts you up. Please do it, man. Come and take my tops. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, oh, God. So, Shaka, would you say? Uh, Is it easier for you? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, Have you ever played darts? I've played once or twice. Oh, I've not? hardly ever played darts. No, Stevie was a member of the darts team, wasn't he? Yeah, Sport Billy, isn't sport, it? Yeah, 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 the pub team in London. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious now, right? Not yes. about that, but right. I actually have my mate that was over for the member guest golf. He's short. Rob Donnelly, right? right Rob Donnelly, everyone. There yeah. we are. Greg's mate. He's short. Because I want to put him in it. <laughs> See, similar size to you. Yes. But he, he was throwing... We were in a pub years and years ago in a pub one Sunday afternoon playing darts with a couple of boys. And let's just say, he'd had a few. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, let's be real. He was drunk. All right. Okay. And he was, he was going like that with a dart, right? And people were eating, right? The pub, and people were going like that. People were out for a Sunday lunch. We're going like that. Peppered by dart. Yeah, we had to take him out. Because oh. oh. the dart was like, he was going like that. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh. oh, Rob Donnelly. Oh, no. How's your darts playing, Kieran? <sighs> Terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Right, questions. Yeah. Right, did you want to yeah, say something, I Frank? I did once. I remember playing darts. I remember playing darts once with my, when my, my son was born. And the night that, that we went to a, to a bar with some friends and we partied. And we had some few, like Craig just said. 
And I have to tell you, it happened like on the three darts that I had to throw, none of that went into the target. I, I was so hammered. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah, people were doing like that too. This <laughs> took a nice turn. Craig, have you ever seen Bean at the receiving end of a dodgy goal on more than one level, like the Newcastle goal? The ball was out of play, there was a clear foul on Gabriel, it was a handball from Joel Linton and a clear offside. Well, that's a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. Uh, no, I don't think so. Not, not, not. Well, I don't think we've got clarification at the ball. No, well, you, there's no. The, you don't. You need the camera like above the goal line because of um, yeah. there's a physics shaker, don't you? Yes. I mean, you always when you lose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've had a few goals where it's gone in and I've berated the referee, but it's it's not been for like a, a comedy of errors. Yes. And there was no VAR, obviously. So yeah. No, not really. No. Kieran, you got sent off when it wasn't you. I suppose that's that's the closest you've been to this. Yep, 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 yep. Spoken about it many times, and it uh, still burns to this day. Still oh, burns to this oh, day. Man. I do wonder why we don't have cameras on the side so that you can just see the ball up the line, though. Does anyone? Does anyone well, know what I mean? It's a lot of cameras, Kieran. Yeah, there's, there's too much cameras. There's too many cameras. We we we're already arguing with the cameras that we have. You can put the camera, I suppose, on the corner flag, <laughs> insert it, and then that would be along the line. Do you remember there was oh, one? How often do we? Well, do you remember there was one at West Ham Shack when the ball was cleared up the line and it went over David Moyes' head? Do you remember this? No, you don't. And he was actually stood in the technical area, and it literally went over his head a yard or two out and spun back in. But the goal, the goal went, the goal stood against West Ham mm. because there was no cameras mm. to give a. The cameras were pointing that way. Oh, not. That way. There we go. And that was blatant. Dan, Dan, I just want to remind you that the the the, the flag and the stick moves. <laughs> so if you put a camera in it, you know, it won't tell you really if there you have a little bit of wind, you know, <laughs> where the line is. That's so a good that, point. that's a stupid. That's copying this too much. Unless you, unless you, you want a flag with more purchase. There's a little, you know, more solid. And a flag yeah. pool. Sure. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> What's the difference between a flag and a pole? <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> why? Well, not why. What are Kai Havertz's best attributes? It's a fair question, in my opinion, for someone who can play in different positions but not be effective in any single one, Kieran. Oh, oh dear. S is hang angry. Man. His best attributes. <clears throat> I think... I think he covers. I think he covers a lot more ground than than we think. Like physically, um, as opposed to mentally. <laughs> are, you call, are you calling him fat? Is that what it is? he's really fat? <laughs> fat is that we recognise? Oh, covered a lot of ground there mentally today. He's not. He's not. The, he's not the quickest. He's not the quickest off the mark. So it kind of probably looks like he ambles around the pitch a little bit. But actually, you know, I think. His positional, I think his positional play is good. I think he gets himself himself into good areas. He, he has a good understanding of the game, so he he knows where he needs to to be, you know, um, on the pitch. Um, he's got a good left foot, and he he can he can strike a ball when he's on form. He can, he can strike a ball well, um, but you know we just haven't seen it enough.
If, if I ever get in any kind of trouble, I need a character witness. Yeah. I'm calling Kira. Really? Yeah. He, he wasn't particularly convincing. Yeah, but we didn't give him an awful lot, did we? <laughs> Shaka doesn't look that fast. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, he made something of very little, and, and, Kai, which is what I'm asking for in a character maybe witness. Maybe Kai Havertz is good at improving <laughs> people's backdrops. There you go, yeah. Maybe he can know, decorate. Maybe get him in and... <laughs> yeah, exactly. A bit of decorating behind you. And, oh, what do you want for 70 million? Fix a backdrop. He likes donkeys, doesn't he? He set up a donkey charity to help donkeys. There you are. Some nice positive things about car habits. Uh, oh, is that, good is guy, that correct? Though. Yes, it is correct. Yeah. Well, what's the problem with donkeys? There's not enough donkeys in the world. Uh, what? <laughs> He's not breeding How donkeys. How do you know when a donkey needs help? Well, if they've been mis... mis um, if they've been abused. Hello, Mr. Donkey, do you need any help? Well, you don't need an animal to tell you. Just look at it and go, oh, it doesn't look good, does it? Then Kai Havertz takes it to his sanctuary. It's nice. Yeah, what do you want for 70 million? Is it? Let me just Now, don't even go down the donkey line here. I'm not going down the donkey line. I'm moving on to the next question. It's too easy. In a show that prides itself on stupid discussions, I think that was right up there with the best of them. Po what's the difference between a pole and a flag? Isn't <laughs> no, it, I'm, 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 I can't get past this donkey thing. Isn't it the longest... Isn't it the longest show ever, or what? You yeah. know? What's I mean, the problem? I've been here for well, an hour wanna, and a half. And do you know what I don't understand, though? You know, we wake up one I love morning you. I love your company, guys, but I don't know what you're doing today, you know? That's right. <laughs> it's, it's even an hour and a half. Listen, we, <laughs> hey, hey, we've, been in, we've been in here since a long time. But, you know, I've got three dogs, you know, you think, but you don't, when do you wake up and go, I'm going to help donkeys. <laughs> oh, I don't know, maybe he's got a, an affinity with a donkey. <laughs> what, you're the donkey in the house? Maybe like Winnie the Pooh. Right, move on. No, I mean, especially if we still hmm? talk about donkeys, you Eeyore. know. I, I, I'm <laughs> going to switch off my mic, you know. <laughs> okay, all right, we're moving away from donkeys. <laughs> you're just joining us, hello. Uh, uh, what have we got? Craig, do you think the late winner by Bruno Fernandes can jumpstart Manchester United's season, or is it just a band-aid on a festering wound that will never heal until the squad is completely overhauled? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yes. escalated. A little bit hot in there, I think. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, uh, no, that's listen. Uh, this just this just buys a, a, a smidge of time. Oh, Craig. Because <sighs> <laughs> Craig, Julian Alvarez lost a tooth today. Any advice to him on how to ensure he doesn't lose any more while playing? Oh, you saw that article last week. You saw that article, 4.1 4, 4. million yep. young people playing sports yes. in, in the UK lose their teeth. So, Kieran, um, last week the Metro newspaper was talking about having to protect your teeth more and use Craig as, like, the pin-up, as if you don't use a mouth guard, and the caption was, Gappy. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've missed this. I've missed it. Someone's got to find it for me. Post the boy you know, the pictures of Joe Jordan were too old. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But what was the question? He lost it. So, he lost it. He didn't realise until Bernardo Silva told him. He went, hey, you lost your tooth. Well, I, re I realised because, yeah, I was red wine everywhere. Yes, beautiful. Right, blood. Oh, There's right a red wine theme to all of this. Oh, Frank, rank these bold players in their prime. Vieira Stam Company. Oh. Excuse me, I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Vieira, Stam, and Company. How would you rank them one to three? Ooh. Um. Wow. Rank these bold players. That's what's bold. Uh, just for fun. Mm. 
I will put Vieira because Vieira in the middle of the park was was absolutely outstanding. And I love Stam. Stam was very quiet, but it was a warrior. Um, didn't play in the same position, by the way. So I, 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 to compare Stam and company is easier than to compare Vieira, Stam and company. Vieira was playing in the middle of the park where the two others were the centre-backs. But Vieira first, Stam and then Vincent company. Did you have a relationship with Vieira, Kieran? You would have crossed paths here. No, no, no. No, where are you gone by then? Yeah. There you go. Well done, Dan. Uh, Dan. Uh, moment. I'm not that old. I know, I know. I forget you retired early. Uh, you for Kieran. This, you do this all the time. <laughs> what age were you when you retired? 34. 34. Oh. Well, he went to MLS before then. Uh, for Kieran, on that point, with all of these footballers headed to Miami to join Messi, when can we expect you to follow suit and lace back up the boots? Luis Suarez, of course, the latest to go. I'm not sure I'd fit, I'm not sure I'd get, get in the team now. No. They, 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 they're on fire. They're going to be a force next season. Definitely. Definitely. I'll tip them to win it. And I'll add it on to Stevie's bet if he wants it. I mean, who's going to run his interior design company? I, I don't know. Someone needs to. Do you play at all, Kieran? Do you have any pickup games or anything in Miami now? I might do this. I might do the tournament next year. That in, big money uh, Carolina. one. Yeah. You fancy it? Uh, not really, no. I don't want to show He's you. Frank, do <laughs> you fancy it? Say what? Hey, come on, chop, chop. Oh. I've got donkeys yeah, to Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'll go with you, Kieran. There we are. Beautiful. Right. Oh, I'm strong with donkeys. Right, Frank, we, do you want to talk about anything else, Frank? Sorry? Do you want to talk about anything else? No, no, um, I just want to say goodbye and good night, especially. Okay. All right, goodbye, good night. <laughs> Thank you very much, Frank. Thank you, Kieran, as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for more of this nonsense. Real Madrid taking on Raya Vercano. Uh, Liverpool playing Luton as well. Chaka, look interested in what I'm saying. What no, you, I'm not. What are you doing on your phone? I'm off tomorrow, so why should I Me be interested? Get on with Bye. Goodbye, good night. Here's some bonus material now to get more reaction from De Classica. Archie was joined by a number of people alongside Thomas Hitzelberger and Anna Friedrich. We are going to take Greg, Greg Koble here coming in. Greg, if you just take a, a place next to Thomas here. Greg, firstly, commiserations. Obviously not the result that you were looking for or the performance. Yeah. Quite simply, what went wrong today? I think uh, a few things, a few things went, uh, went wrong. Um, we have to say the Bayern was more more aggressive in the duels. Uh, they won more uh, crucial duels. Um, so they had a lot of space to 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 have a counter attack. Uh, they were the more dangerous team and uh, the better team at the end of the day. Where was the intensity from? I mean, I can't accuse you because most of the time you, you couldn't do anything by the time the ball got to you. But given the way that Edin Terzic was talking before the game, I think we expected more intensity from the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, uh, you need intensity uh, in, a, in a game like that. Uh, we, it's, a, it's a big game, uh, we know that. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a big team, it's a really good team with a lot of good players. So. We, we know from the beginning that we have to be there. Uh, today we were not, so uh, yeah, so that's 
it's a result at the end of the day. Arne. Gregor, from a goalkeeper's perspective, what Bayern Munich does very well is yeah. Harry Kane drops deep, he creates a lot of pockets in the centre-back position of your side. How hard is it for you to see as a goalkeeper like your centre-back's always being pulled out? I mean, that's that's the area where it's like crunch time, right? Yeah, I mean, um, they they have a really good understanding of creating spaces uh, behind the behind the defense uh, the, the, behind the defense. Um, like you said, uh, they pull the guys out. Uh, most of the time, we need to have more pressure on the ball that they can't play deep. Uh, I think the problem a lot of the times was we had no pressure on the ball. They can drag uh, our players out, and from behind uh, uh, the, the dangerous uh, runs from the eights and tens, and from Goretzka and from uh, Sané, of course, also from the winger, he can he can go behind, and it's it's a big space to defend. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean they they did a really good job. They were really dangerous a lot of the times. But my question here is, is should there be a little bit more communication? Because you mentioned it as well, Bayern Munich is very strong one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. Yeah. And if you have one centre-back being pulled out, isn't it sometimes better to just like stay in this position, let him drop? Obviously, it's really hard if he goes one-on-one, -on -one, but is there enough communication on your side? Or from your opinion, not from your side? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's hard in a game uh, where it's uh, this loud to, to, to really have uh, a good communication during the play. Uh, you can't really hear it that well, but if we have a, a little pause, of course we need to talk about this, we need to adapt quicker on the pitch. Uh, as us players, uh, we need to see the, the pattern they are running. I think it was the same pattern most of the game. They didn't really change a lot and they were dangerous all the time. So we players, uh, we need to adjust uh, more quickly to, to, the, to this, yeah, of course. Just finally, it seems like this team takes one step forward and then it gets knocked back too. I think of the performance in Newcastle, it was outstanding from the whole team. And the way you responded after Frankfurt in Hoffenheim and then this. How difficult is it to bounce back again when things always go wrong against Bayern? I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's one game from from a lot of games. At the end of the day, uh, it's a big game. Uh, we want to win these games, but it's three points at the end of the day, and we we came we came back from worse uh, in our past. So uh, yeah, we need to we need to get confidence out of that and uh, keep pushing. Talk as a team, like talk with each other, uh, because we knew what was coming today. I think they did nothing that we didn't. Uh, didn't expect before the game so uh, yeah I think we, we just need to be better and uh, of course we have to say that Bayern was really really good today as well. Greg thank you very much for your time you. we're going to bring in Harry Kane who is waiting here. Hi Harry good to see you again man. Okay. Yeah good man we're live. Hang on a minute Harry so, something's missing where's the match ball? I left it inside <laughs> the boys decided it. So. Okay um I would have taken it away from him. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been my first. I was, was going to say, wow, you weren't on the pitch in Saarbrücken. I don't know how much you will have understood of the of the media storm that's been going around the last few days, but what an answer from yourself and your teammates today. Yeah, it was a tough loss. You know, there's no doubt about it. You know, it was a, a really unexpected loss, and um, we of course felt, you know, embarrassed of the team, and, and we felt like we let the, the club and, and, and the fans down. So uh, the only way was to, to show a reaction. It, it was a good thing. The game was a, a couple of days later. I think it gave us, you know, no time to think about it. We we're straight onto the next one, and I think you saw the way we started this game the, with the high pressure, with the two goals early on. You know, we had a real desire and focus to, to make sure we won today. I think they're chanting for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so what in particular did you 
you talk about in the last couple of days, you know, it's such two extremes, losing Subrook and now coming into this game. What in particular did the manager say? Yeah, like I said, it was a bit of a shock when we went out and it was, you know, there's no words or nothing we can do in that moment to, to make it better. The only thing we said is we need to show a reaction and, and this was the perfect game to do that away from home uh, in the biggest game of the, of the season. And uh, yeah, I think you saw a real, you know, desire and... Uh, focus in training to know you know we need to start this game well and then try and put some pressure on them and, and that's what we've done is there like what's the room for improvement I, I think it was really impressive tonight but what's the room for improvement over the next few weeks and months yeah I think today was probably our best performance all season I'd say uh, especially without the ball I felt like we had a uh, you know good pressure good desire to, to win the ball back uh, squeezing the pitch well uh, and then when we had to drop we dropped into a good block made it difficult to play through um, because we know with the, with the players we have you know we're going to get chances we're going to kind of score goals and um, so yeah I felt like today was a great performance and more like that you know will be will be hard to stop Anna. Harry what really stood out to us is also like how you guys uh, presented yourself in the offense there's a lot of movement you drop deep all the time then uh, Musiala goes all the way up is this some kind of mechanism that just like goes by time or is there is there someone who's like creating this and telling someone okay this is how we do it now no I think it's time you know I said when I first come here after the first few games it's going to take a while for Jamal Leroy King Serge these guys to get to know me and how I uh, how I play you know I'm not just a, a regular number nine who stays high all the time that Jamal knows now if I drop deep he runs in behind and and it causes a lot of teams problems and um, I felt like I feel like we're, we're getting better and better each game and we're just getting more of an understanding and you know when the ball's out wide with Lee and King I know you know I'm more likely going to get a chance in the box with their pace uh, and, and you've seen that the last few weeks in your career did it click for you to be able to in this environment stay so cold in front of goal we've been talking about a certainty when you go through and goal with England it's fun to watch I have to say where, where does that come from and, and what was it that flicked that switch because so many strikers don't have that yeah I think it comes with experience um, you know since I've been playing since I was what 2021 in the regular first team you know I feel like I've been learning and getting better every 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 year and and I'll still try and do that for the rest of my career. You know, I'm 30 years old. I still feel like I've got a lot of uh, time left to, to improve and get better. And um, yeah, look, it just comes with experience and just playing more and more. And I always back myself in front of goal or any chance I have normally. And uh, like I said, with these these guys around me getting these type of chances, you know, I know I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hopefully uh, score some goals. Thomas, we've got time for one more. Do you more. know what the goal scoring record in the Bundesliga is currently? It was Robert now, it was 42, I think. Yeah, You're I coming closer. Uh, we're still a long way away, you know. Uh, yeah, Robert was you know, fantastic for the club, fantastic, one of the best strikers in the world in, in recent times. So, um, yeah, we're, we're a long way away from that, but, you know, i just got to keep doing what I'm doing. Harry, doing congratulations. Thank you very much. Enjoy tonight. Thank you. Harry Kane, the top scorer in the Bundesliga right now. Edin, you spoke about the need for hunger from your side today. It just wasn't there for us to see. How do you interpret what happened on the pitch? We're very disappointed. Um, basically, everything that we wanted to avoid happened. Um, so we we conceded a goal in in early early minutes of the game through a set piece, and then uh, they had two, three more chances before they scored the, the second goal. They they caught us on counter attacks many times, and uh, yeah, in in every every area of the game they've been just the better team tonight so it was a very deserved win for them Anna or Thomas 
Now, I mean, what's what's the main concern going forward? You're going to play some very good teams in, over the next few weeks. What's the main concern? What needs to change um, very soon? Yeah, first of all, we, we need, need to have a look at ourselves, uh, raise arms, not pointing fingers. This is the most important. And then uh, we saw that uh, basically in, in every every uh, part of the game, we need to we need to improve. Um, if, you, if you see the way that we defended, the way when we pressed uh, and we won the ball, that we, we lost it three, four seconds after that. Uh, if you compare their 1v1 situations with our 1v1 situations, it's, it's, it, was, it was a very, very disappointed night for us. And this is something that we have to learn. This is something that we have to, to, to improve um, and, and very early because the next, next uh, challenge is waiting for us on Tuesday night. Eden, I, I don't want to go into tactics or into the mistakes and whatever. So I just, I just wonder how do you deal with uh, like loss today? Uh, what's going to happen tonight? I mean, sometimes it's like we've been in this situation too. We, we lost horribly. How do you cope with those uh, losses like today? Being very disappointed, being uh, very, uh, very angry tonight, um, going to bed, have no sleep, and then there is a next morning. And next morning we're gonna, we're gonna, once again, be very honest to ourselves, uh, like we did always in the past, and then we're gonna bounce back, like we did in the past. And uh, again, we we have enough enough things that we need to improve, enough things that we can learn from tonight, and then uh, we're gonna make it better on Tuesday night. Nico Schlotterbeck's in, been in good form for your team. There's one image though from the first half that stands out from where I was watching and that was him seemingly joking with Diopa Meccano before that corner for the first goal came in. Have you been confronted with that? Have you seen that? How does seeing that make you feel? I didn't see that, um, but to be fair, he, he lost he lost the duel uh, with Upamecano. It was no block. It was nothing. It was in an area where our free man is also responsible to to have a clear header from this. So it was not only uh, his his mistake. It was again some chain reaction uh, that that lead to the corner, and then we we didn't defended it like we did in the recent games. And um, yeah, this is one of the things that we need to to improve if we want to to reach our targets. Eden, thank you for stopping. Bye. You're welcome. Thomas, congratulations. Thank you. First of all, help me understand Bayern Munich. After everything that's happened this week, all that noise, and then the best performance under you from where we're looking, how did you see it? Yeah, very good performance. Every, every game is different, so it's very hard to compare, but it was a very high-level performance over 90 minutes. Um, after a very dreadful defeat on, on Wednesday, a big comeback. It's always about the bounce back. This uh, defeat will hurt us through the whole season because we cannot repair it. Uh, but we have to live with that scar and um, we try to, to keep calm, we try to influence confidence, uh, yeah, infuse confidence and, and, um, and uh, stay with us calmly and the team had a fantastic reaction, a very good game and we played into our cards today from, from the first minute and we, we were on a very high level constantly in, in duels and in, in, in passing. Thomas, I, you know, we, we were able to interview a couple of times already yeah. and I haven't heard you say like it was a great performance over 90 sure. minutes. Um, sure. Is there something that you were like talking about within the game? So we saw you sometimes with Leon Goretzka talking about some situations a little bit more passionate. So what was that about? No, it, 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 the game sucked me into it and got a bit emotional because I know how much, like how many chances we also conceded with sloppy passing. And uh, we know this, but what we, what we, 
what we what we don't analyze in it is like, or what is also a part of the truth is that like I think the back four never stayed the back four during two matches or maybe three matches the double six changes constantly we have a new goalkeeper now uh, instead of Sven Ulreich it's 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 Manu in goal and then sometimes we have we take wrong decisions and it got punished and we knew today we we, we want to make the deep build up we want to bring them out to use our speed and fast attacks so it was a important part to to play calmly to play very clean and uh, yeah in some situations first half we were a bit too uh, too naive or we didn't protect the ball well enough with the back and and leon had two sloppy passes so i got a bit emotional but not more than usual <laughs> well, going forward do you feel like you have to spend more time talking to the team explaining what to do or do you have to spend more time going to the boardroom explaining the process you're going through and calming down the nerves <laughs> good question the boardroom <laughs> no, no, no. i i stay i stay i stay with my team it's my it's my key qualification i guess um uh, it was yeah it is we, we play in a certain way and today like upa played and 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 leon played with a broken hand and and so on so and i think like it is it is we had a good run and and the noise as you said is, is very big if you lose against a third division team but then it's the moment to shut the doors inside. You know, in the middle of the storm, it's sometimes much, or it's often very calm, uh, much calmer than outside, and you cannot uh, let it influence you. So, so we created that spirit, and I'm happy that we can, we could prove it today. Finally, how many players have you worked with in your career where you must have the certainty that when Harry Kane is in front of the goal, yeah. the net's going to ripple? <laughs> if Harry is in front of the goal, goal free, it gives you a very good feeling because you analyze the situation very quickly. You see a player through, you see Harry, you see him clear and blow, he's clean and finishing. He is doing what he always does since a decade. He is uh, such a clean finisher and uh, yeah, so he's got three again. Yeah, three is massive, of course. I hope you can count them. <laughs> from, from open play and uh, I'm happy because uh, it's... It's what we want from him and it's what makes him happy, of course, and it was a big stage for him to perform like that. Thomas, thank you for stopping thank by. Thank you, guys. Alles Gute. Thank you. Alles Gute. We will just stay with Thomas and Arna for some final thoughts on what they've seen and what they've heard, I guess, as well. Thomas Tuchel was uh, being very diplomatic there uh, with uh, with your question about the board. I, I thought, how, how did how did you see what he said? Well, I thought it was important to ask him that because you know they're in a good position, in the Bundesliga, a good position in the Champions League, and yet you feel like the the, the club is almost you know it, it's there's so much noise around the club, uh, and that's why I asked the question. And uh, but overall, this, these are the moments where the fortunes can turn where things are calming down, where he gets the time to develop the team and eventually they go to, you know, where they always want to be and belong to, to the top. Arno, what stuck out from what we've just heard? I think that, so first of all, I've never seen him that excited after a game, which was great. Um, obviously, in the future, there are some things that are really being important. Uh, first of all, players staying healthy because there's also next year, there's the Africa Cup, there's the Asian Cup, and they have already a slim rust already. And I can see Thomas Tuchel at one point knocking at the door again and asking for more players. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 